This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 129. Hey, this is Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips brings you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. If you've been shopping for tennis shoes lately, then you already know there are tons of options out there. New manufacturers are getting into the court shoe game pretty frequently these days. I myself was just out shopping this week at my local tennis retailer, and while I went in to buy some overwrap for the grip of my racket, the next thing I knew, I had been lured into the shoe department by all of the pretty colors and the fancy designs. So is it time to buy new tennis shoes? While I was able to escape that trip to the store without buying another pair, Believe me, it's something I am thinking about. Do you need more than one pair of tennis shoes? And just which tennis shoes should you buy anyway? Since your shoes are the only thing that come between you and the court surface, hopefully they are a pretty important piece of tennis gear. So in this episode, let's talk about tennis shoes. Why they're important, what the parts of the tennis shoe are, what the different tennis shoe types are, and how do you know when it's time to buy a new pair. So to start with, why is it important to wear tennis shoes? And specifically, I mean, why is it important to wear court shoes? I often see players wearing running shoes, and I'll bet a lot of you do too. And if you're one of those players who feels most comfortable playing tennis in running shoes, I certainly do not have a problem with that. I think you should play in whatever makes you feel like you're playing your best tennis. And if it happens to be running shoes that make you happy, then that's what you should wear. But for the vast majority of us, it's pretty important to wear court shoes, that is, to wear shoes that are specifically designed for tennis. That's because these shoes are made to give you the support, the cushioning, and most important, the traction that you need on a tennis court. We all know that tennis requires not just a lot of running around, but it requires that you make quick starts and stops, It requires a lot of lateral movement. And so tennis shoes are made to provide you with exactly the type of support and cushioning that you need in these situations. And the traction that you need on a tennis court is certainly much different than you would need if you were running, even if you're out running on a road, because you do have these short, starts and stops, quick steps, small steps, longer lunging steps. And so a tennis shoe is really made to provide you with the best possible shoe for those special situations. Now, tennis shoes, just like any fitness shoe, 
have a lot of parts to them. There is a lot of lingo that surrounds tennis shoe anatomy, but I don't think we need to know every bit of that lingo to make good decisions about tennis shoes. There are two things that I do think you need to know, two terms that you need to know that you may not already be familiar with. And those are the outsole of the tennis shoe and the midsole. Both the outsole and the midsole are most visible if you look at the bottom of your shoe. The outsole is the actual surface, the bottom surface of your shoe, the part that comes in direct contact with the court. And the midsole is the layer right underneath that. So the purpose of the outsole is to help provide you with that stability and traction that you need, while the midsole is usually where you'll find some of the cushioning that you get on court to help make the shoe as comfortable on court for you as possible. Now, as you may already know, there are different kinds of tennis shoes that you can purchase, not just different colors and fancy designs, but there are actually different types of tennis shoes, and they are most likely the biggest difference between different types of tennis shoes is what kind of court they're designed to be used for. So the three types of courts that the vast majority of us play on, I don't know if there's a fourth type of court, maybe there is, but the three I know of are hard courts, clay courts, and grass courts. Hard courts are what I play most of my matches on. Clay courts, I do play on occasion, but not too often. And grass courts are not quite as available where I am here in Houston, Texas, but I have actually played on a grass court in a match once. Some of you may play more frequently on clay courts. Some of you may even have access to grass courts. But those are the three types of courts that most of us tennis players are playing on. And so there are usually three different types of shoes that you can get for each of those surfaces. So let's start with shoes that are made for hard courts. If you look at the bottom of these shoes, they are covered on the bottom in normally you will see a variety of patterns and things on the bottom. You'll probably see some herringbone texture on there and you may see some other design type things on the bottom or the outsole of those hard court shoes. The job of these hard court shoes is to give you traction. They are also made to be durable because hard courts can be very hard on your shoes. And the not just the outsole, but the midsole, the bottom of the shoe will be designed to give you some cushioning because again, playing on hard courts can be harder on our joints. It's a little more jarring out there, all the starting and stopping. So the sole of the shoe, the outsole and the midsole will be designed to absorb some of that shock. A clay court shoe, on the other hand, usually has a full herringbone pattern going across the outsole. And this is to help grip 
into the clay on the clay court without retaining a lot of that clay in the sole of the shoe. You don't want the clay to stick to the shoe. It will somewhat. I think you can't hardly escape that. But you don't want your shoe to be caked in clay because then it becomes too slippery and you'll slide around too much and can even slide and fall. So you will see on a clay court shoe, the outsole is usually a full herringbone pattern. There's also normally more lateral support in the upper part of the shoe on a clay court shoe because so much more sliding is going on. And believe it or not, the upper part of the shoe is usually a little bit tighter and normally is not a mesh type fabric because it helps keep the clay from getting inside the shoe. Finally, there's the grass court shoe, and this really is a specialized shoe. The bottom will have little little nubs, almost like little tiny rubbery cleats on the bottom to help grip into the very slippery grass surface. And this shoe is only for using on grass courts. You can't really use this on hard courts or clay courts. Now of these three types of shoes, the hard court shoe can pretty much be used on any of the three surfaces, on hard courts, clay courts, or grass courts. It may not perform for you quite as well on a clay court, or certainly it won't perform as well on a grass court, but it will be more than adequate. So if you have a club where there are hard courts and clay courts available, and you're never quite sure what you're going to be playing on, getting a hard court shoe is probably a good idea for you. That way you know that whether you play on hard courts or clay courts, you'll have a good shoe. So how often should you be buying new shoes? How do you know when it's time to replace your tennis shoes? Well, one way you can tell if you are like me and you spend almost every day, at least a few hours a day in tennis shoes, is you know it's time to buy a new pair when you see a new pair that you like and you think are cute. I have four pairs right now that I rotate around through. They're all the same model of shoe, but they're all different colors. So that's not really my recommendation that everyone should be constantly buying new tennis shoes but I feel like I wear them enough that I do keep several pairs in rotation. But the reality is if you want to know if it's time to buy a new pair of tennis shoes, what you need to do is look at the bottom of your shoe. Look at that outsole. If you look at the outsole and notice that it is starting to wear away so that you can now see the midsole, the layer under the outsole, that tells you that the traction in your shoe is starting to lose some of its depth. You are not going to get as good of a grip out on the court, and it may be time to go get a new pair of tennis shoes. And you will, of course, notice that the bottom of your shoe is going to wear differently depending on the location of where you're looking, as well as between your two feet. I'm a righty, 
and I do have a tendency when I'm serving to drag my back foot, which is my right foot, just a little bit, the toe. I'm not dragging into a pinpoint stance. I'm trying to be a little more stable and have a platform stance, but I still can't help it. I have this, just this little bit of drag. And so I noticed that on my right shoe, that toe area wears away a lot faster than any other part of that shoe or certainly faster than what's happening on my left shoe. So if you look at the bottom of your shoe and look at the outsole and you notice that the outsole is starting to wear away, then you need to start thinking about whether it is time to buy a new pair of shoes. Certainly, I'm not saying that if the toe is wearing away, run out and buy new shoes, but just be aware that you may be getting close to considering doing that. There is a rule of thumb on this, and it's something along the lines of if you play tennis two to three times a week in one pair of shoes, you probably need a new pair of shoes about every six months. But that is just a rule of thumb. Your experience may differ. I think it's better to look at the bottom of your shoes and judge what is going on to make your decision whether it's time to get some new shoes. So that's it for this week's Tennis Quick Tip, all about getting some new shoes. And speaking of shoes and people who play tennis in running shoes, I know I have mentioned before that if you're interested in building up your tennis endurance and fitness, I have a mini course called Simple Endurance Training for Tennis, and in that course, you get to do some running. It uses a combination of high-intensity interval training, and it uses a run-walk protocol, so even if you're not a runner now, it will introduce you to that and work you through it in a way that you'll really enjoy. It's a six-week course, and it'll help you quickly and easily increase your endurance for match play and help you get fit both on and off the court. And you can find a description of that course by visiting tennisfixation.com endurance, and you'll see all the details there, and you will find a link where you can sign up for the course. And that link again is tennisfixation.com endurance. And be sure and check out the show notes for this episode. I always include a modified version of the transcript. And there is a comment box on the show notes page where you can leave your questions or your suggestions about what you'd like to hear on Tennis Quick Tips. Those show notes will be over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips129. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, happy tennis. Happy tennis.